I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Excuse me, every time I hear that voice, Lynn Rollins, I think LSU baseball. And you can kiss that baby goodbye. (laughs) Great announcer. And uh, thank him for... Doing our intro for the show. Welcome back in. i got another full hour to go here, and then we got a couple of hours on more outdoors. We'll tell you what's coming up on that program between 7 and 9. You can listen to that on radio.com. It's a live air streaming program. Uh, this one uh, ends at uh, 7, and we're going to be, uh, between now and then, getting some live fishing reports, taking your text messages, and uh, talking about some more fishing and hunting information. Uh, getting back to those texts, uh, this one uh, with regard, we're getting a lot of comments on the speckled trout issue. It says, I say we let the biologists do their work. Surely they have our collective best interest in mind. More specks in the water just means more fish fries for the shift workers at Pinnacle Polymers in Garyville. Glad you guys and girls are listening over there. All right, here's one that said, uh, I attended the Wednesday meeting. That was the one in Metairie. Interesting, they pointed out current spawning stock consists almost solely of one- to two-year fish. Think the 14-inch minimum may best address that problem. Yeah, that is what the uh, the, the data shows is that, you know, a, a lot of those fish that are doing the spawning, we've got a very uh, serious lack of older fish. It's a lot of the young fish, and if we keep hammering them like it's going on, uh, it'll only get worse, so that's why the necessary evils have to take place. Here's one that says, I think the 14-inch size will work after the freeze, the fish eventually caught up in size. I believe in two years it would be common to catch 25, 14-inch trout. Here's one says, good morning from Slidell. I get up at 5 every Saturday just to hear your show. Well, thank you for that saying that. Best Sakale lure, that's from Bo. Well, I got several of them. I don't want to narrow it down to one. Uh, one I really like is the, is the one that's put out by the Crappie Psychic. And if you go to his website, you can see it a little better. But it exists of a, of a, a little tube jig. And then he puts a trailer on there, a soft plastic trailer through the hook. And then on the tip of the hook, puts one of those scent beads. So it's a little bit of a combination, and uh, it's very effective. I have caught a lot of sockele with him. Uh, also, the Blakemore Roadrunner, if you, if, you, if you don't like to put a cork on it and, and, and have the patience to fish them like that or tight line them with a jig and you want a bait that moves, that little Blakemore Roadrunner is tough to beat for the sockele or crappie. White perch, some people call them. And the other one would be just a plain old tube jig, a little mini tube jig. And my favorite color on that would be a blue and silver. Blue body, silver skirt, uh, or blue and white. Those seem to work very, very well. All right, uh, on TV, by you Wild TV, this week's show, uh, we show you Miss Louisiana, Megan Cruz, catching her first bull redfish with Ryan Lambert, who we'll have on giving us a Plaquemines Parish report very shortly. Uh, she and her friend, 
Uh, they were from North Louisiana. A couple of North Louisiana girls came down south and had never fished saltwater before and got tangled up with some big bull reds. I think you'll enjoy it. What a wonderful personality she is, and she represents Louisiana uh, in a very great way. She does that uh, until uh, 2020. There'll be a new Miss Louisiana, Megan Cruz. Uh, catch it on Bayou Wild TV. If you go to our website, you'll see all the different places where it's listed. Of course, you can always watch it on YouTube. Now, the fishing game and outdoors report this week uh, was a, I had a lot of fun. Now, this was back a couple weeks ago. We shot this when the temperatures were in the 70s and 80, uh, close to 80. Uh, poor Beagles and us were sweating, and then uh, this week we're freezing. But anyway, uh, it's with the Seabit Boys, Randy and Lance and uh, Dave Gagenheim, a bunch of guys that get together and have a good time chasing bunnies with the Beagles. Check that out. It's the Fishing Game Report. You can find it on my website at DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com. All right, coming back after this, uh, we'll get to some more of your text messages. Thanks for sending them in. 87870 is the number to do that. we got a fishing report with Captain Mike Gallo. He was in attendance Thursday night at the public hearing for the speckled trout. We'll get his take on it right after this time out. You are listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Just a few seconds ago, I stepped outside, and I got a preview of what is going to be just a gorgeous Gulf Coast sunrise. And if you haven't been out, check it out. It's going to be gorgeous. And i tell you, one of the places I'd like to be looking at is on top of the deck at the Spots and Dots Lake House Lodge overlooking the Big Branch National Wildlife Refuge. And maybe Mike Gallo has that opportunity as we speak. Captain Mike, are you out by the lodge this morning? I am not out by the lodge this morning. I did some fishing earlier in the week in the fog, and obviously I got a sore throat. Ah, hear so that. I'm mending a little bit today. Is it is it a sore throat to... or laryngitis? Which one? It's probably a combination, but it's more sore throat. <laughs> we we you. ran across Lake Bourne. Uh, in the fog, and I think all that mist got me. Of course, of course, I was talking with my clients while we were, you know, running in the fog. And by Wednesday morning, I could feel a little scratchiness in my throat. And uh, here we are, sound like a bear. <coughs> yeah. Well, we're not going to tax your voice too much. So just just the facts, please, as they would say on uh, Dragnet. Just the facts, ma'am. <laughs> Just the facts. Well, we fished in the Biloxi Marsh, and um, we fished swim baits, slow on the bottom. Fish, water's low, tide's falling. <coughs> Excuse me. Water's low, tide is falling. Uh, swim baits, a pretty good distance off the shore, 20 to 30 feet away from the shore, is where the redfish were hanging out. Just a slow, steady retrieve. And we did, we did really well on the redfish while the water was moving. And the reason I say that, I think low tide is probably 11.30 or noon today, something like that. And we waited on that fog. We didn't leave the spots in Dodge Lodge until maybe 9 o'clock. So we'd get to the marsh, and we'd have an hour, an hour and a half of fishing, and that would work out. You know, we caught fish, worked out well for us, but when the tide stopped, the bite stopped, and it might be 45 minutes before the water picked up enough velocity again for those fish to stage on points. But then we would start catching them again. So 
that was key for us, moving water. Um, like I said, 20 to 30 feet away from the shore, a real slow presentation. We did well every day. One of the other boats fish dead shrimp under a cork, and that worked equally well. Didn't have to pop the cork too often. Just pop it maybe once every 30 seconds or so and let it sit. Kind of let them find you more than you show them where you are. Uh, and those were the two techniques that we utilized all three days um, and caught. Shucks, we probably caught close to 100 redfish in three days. So it wow. worked out very well for us. Good. Well, Mike, I'm not going to keep you long because I know you. I know what it's like to struggle on radio with a voice. But I did. I saw you at the meeting in Slidell. Didn't get a chance to talk to you. It was a big crowd there that night. Uh, what did you come away with? What was basically bottom line that you got from that meeting? You know, Don, I really put a lot of thought into that because I kind of figured we would talk about it. And you know, this is what we do for a living, you and I. So we we might understand his presentation more so than the average Joe that fishes on the weekend. I just thought some of the explanations could have been more more thoroughly explained. You know, I gathered what he was talking about. You know, it wasn't hard for me to comprehend what he was saying. I just thought he could have explained it in more detail. For instance, we know that speckled trout reach sexual maturity at age one. So if the speckled trout is caught on July 4th and a year later on July 4th, it reaches 12 inches and you catch it on the 5th, you take that fish out of the system before it gets the opportunity to lay one egg. Whereas if that fish was 13 inches, you might not catch him for another three months before he reaches 13 inches, but he got a chance to spawn several times before you took the fish out of the system. And that simple little explanation was never explained to maybe make people see that leaving one fish in the water three months, and it may put a couple hundred thousand eggs in the water. Yeah, you know, that information was there, but you had to drag it out of that. Exactly. You're right. It wasn't just yeah. put in plain terms in layman's language, but if you looked at it and you figured out what he was saying and, and what they were proposing, you came away with that. I understand that. Exactly. Right, right. Because there was obviously some opposition in the crowd, and I, I don't think anybody was there that didn't want to see our speckled trout stocks thrive. No. I thought well, we certainly all had a common goal of, of wanting our speckled trout stocks to thrive, but the mm-hmm. explanation of potentially how to get there might have not been explained as as thoroughly as I would have liked. Or maybe I was well, the dummy Mike, in the crowd, and that would be good. <laughs> no, no, Mike, let me explain something to you. I've been doing this a long time, and my job a lot of times is taking biological ease you know, these, these biologists speak in yeah. scientific terms and then converting it and giving it to the public in layman's terms, that's much easier to understand. Uh, it, and it's not totally their fault. That's just the way their minds think. 
and uh, a lot of times they don't realize that what they're implementing or departing, imparting upon the audience is over their head because they're talking in strictly biological and scientific terms, and you have to kind of translate that into everyday language for them and understand completely where you're coming from. But, you know, another thing that I found strange was the age of the people that were attending. You know, they took that little survey with the clickers to kind of get everybody used to the clickers, and they asked the age. And, I mean, I think there was one person in their 20s. It was like 60-something percent or higher was over 50 years of age and over 60. What does that say? Where are the young people? They're the ones that really should be involved in this. That was a little disappointing that I didn't see more younger people out there taking an interest in it. And I didn't see it. Because the people that showed up. Yeah, well, well, no. You know, I was wondering if they maybe had a camera and then later play it back on social media and you would think, well, that's where the younger generation would gather the information because they're so accustomed to getting their information from their phones. But I didn't yeah. see a camera, you know, filming the uh, the presentation. Well, the presentation to the commissioners, uh, there is a video on the Wildlife and Fisheries website, but you got to go get it. So, you know, maybe that needs to be pulled in, in the link put on social media because, hey, look, that's where the millennials live, man. They live in a social media world, and that's the way right, to get to right. that. Well, Mike, I'm going to let you go with that voice. Get it healed up, buddy, and take care of it, and uh, we'll catch up with you next time. Well, I thank you, Don, and uh, we'll talk to you next week with a better set of vocal cords. Yes, sir. And you can get Mike at real, I'm sorry, aaofla.com. He's also on my website. You can call him on the business line over there in Slidell at 985-781-7811. His reports, by the way, are brought to you by CETO, one of our great sponsors, and they'll offer fuel drops whenever you need it. They'll come get you, tow you in, jumpstart you, keep you going on the water. What you getting? $179 for an entire year? Peace of mind, because you know rescue is one call away. Become a member. You can do it. Call Captain Chris, 504-301-4545, or sign up online at CETO.com. And at some of these boat and sports shows, you'll see them there in the booth. You can chat with Colleen and, and Chris, and they'll sign you up right there. Coming back next, Paddler's Report, Brendan Bayard on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And that song is dedicated to the paddling fishermen. Well, the peddlers, too, if you got a pedal kayak. And so brought to you by Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club in conjunction with Massey's Outfitters. You're going to find Massey's in Mid-City, New Orleans. They're in Covington. They're in Baton Rouge. And they've got the best kayak fishing models from brands like Hobie, Jackson Kayak, and Native Watercraft. You'll see the whole lineup on their website at MasseyOutfitters.com. And you can also check them out on Facebook. And reporting for the paddlers this morning is Brendan Bayard. And, Brendan, uh, are you one of the guys that's celebrating a little bit of a long weekend with this Mardi Gras holiday? Yes, sir. Uh, got uh, got today through uh, through Wednesday off, so uh, going to do a little bit of uh, a little bit of fishing, a little bit of parading, and uh, see what happens. Well, where are some good places to go for the paddlers, both fresh and saltwater? Uh, this time of year can be uh, pretty tricky. Um, I'm going to take my trip Sunday afternoon after uh, it gets as warm as it possibly can before the uh, the clouds start coming in and as that uh, pressure starts heading down. Um, some of these days that I can remember looking back at my fishing journals that I've taken over the years, um, these days in February where it starts off 30 degrees in town and uh, bluebird sky can be some of the most challenging days I've ever fished. Uh, not to say you can't catch fish, it's just uh, it's pretty tough out there. 
I would suggest people starting in dead-end canals, uh, deep water, uh, trying to catch a few trout early, and then uh, salvaging your trip with some redfish uh, on the flats. Use that sun to your advantage. Go out to some of these ponds and just take your time and and look for some of those redfish out there. Um, believe it or not, you know you can you can catch redfish almost to you know forty five degree water out there. So it the water shouldn't be a, a problem for the redfish uh, trout. This late in the season gets a little tough. They don't gang up as much as they do at the beginning of the winter. Uh, that's the reason I find trout fishing a little bit more challenging this time of year when the when the temperature plummets at the end. So, uh, but there's a lot of good places. Uh, the pumping stations at Gold Meadow at Basons, the pits along LA One, uh, the LNG Canal over there at uh, Calcasieu by uh, Point Fouchon, um, the the dead ends uh, are the the pumping stations over there off of uh, by Port Sulphur or uh, not Port Sulphur. Uh, over there by Joshua's, some of those deep uh, areas can hold fish no matter what the wind, no matter what the uh, temperature is. Uh, you can get in there and catch a few. Yeah, that's kind of Eric Mohabarak territory over there. Um, trout Challenge is coming up out of Golden Meadow. Tell us about that one. How does it work, and where can you get signed up? So this is the first year we've done it at Golden Meadow. Uh, I think you're going to be able to use either the launch over there at, at Basons, which is called Gators now, over there by the Walmart and Galliano, or use the Golden Meadow public launch. Uh, kind of two options, two great options to catch big trout this time of year. Uh, the people that have been out there scouting have been catching some really solid trout. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be a ten stringer uh, limit that's going to happen in a month. I think it's I believe it's on the twenty first. Uh, a lot of good events starting this time of year. This is kind of when everything starts ramping up. A lot of the guys traveled over to Lake Fork this weekend to fish the Hobie Bass Open Series, which is a, a kind of a, a higher end, a big payout uh, tournament that's been drawing people from all around the. Uh, the region, if you will, they have uh, people that are attending from all across the country. There's 155 anglers fishing this one, two-day tournament, um, three bass each day. Uh, should be some, or actually five bass each day. Should be some uh, exciting prizes being handed out for that one. Good luck to those guys. Uh, Brendan, if you had to pick one spot that would stand out for catching some white perch and bass this time of year, where would that be for a paddler now? Oh, man. Uh I would like to, you know, go fish some of those uh, those deeper bayous that are that are uh, kind of tucked away, and you know, just fish slip corks down deep, uh, up, you know, uh, oh, what's that place called? <laughs> my, my mind went blank. Um, I'm not you as talking good about as the, the one. By... <laughs> <laughs> you talking about the one by Bill Platt, by the the one over there yeah. by the uh, the state park? Chico. Well, there's Chico. actually there's there's actually a borrow pit on the way to Ville Platte on Old 190 that I like to fish. Uh, that's there's that that lake community that's built up there, but on the other side of the road, uh, as you're driving down 190, you can see all those camps on the right, and then on on the left, there's a little boat launch underneath the road, back in those canals right there. Uh, it's probably about you know uh, 10 miles before you get to Crot Springs. That's that's kind of where I like to go fish for uh, crappie this time of year, but, you know. We should, we, just fish we shall name that Lake, let's name it Lake Bay. That'll be a new name. <laughs> <laughs> that, 
No, you know, that's the problem with us peddlers, man. There's too many little ditches that we jump into. <laughs> I and, know. Uh, you know. Y'all need to give them names and put them on the map, man. So we'll know what Yeah, we have little nicknames <laughs> for everything. But uh, <laughs> small world, unfortunately, right now, when you talk about it on the radio, it doesn't really make sense. Um, yeah. Yeah, but uh, Massey's has a uh, sponsorship coming up for the uh, Bass and the uh, – the uh, boats on the bayou, uh, bass tournament for the uh, for the um, city park rodeo, yeah. yeah. City park rodeo, yeah. So uh, that should be fun. That's coming up next month. Uh, they got some specials going on at the store right now. So good time to get ready. Good weekend to rig your gear, tie your uh, tie your wires up on your depth finder. That's the kind of weekend I'm talking about for uh, today. Very good. Brendan, thanks for the report. Enjoy your four-day weekend, and we'll catch up with you next time. You too, Don. Thank you. Bye. All right. Brendan Bayard, one of our two field reporters for the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club's report. Great organization, bckfc.org. All right, when I come back, uh, i got a very important question to ask you. I need some help from you. Be back to do that and also tell you how you can cash in on $9,000 reward money on the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, I mentioned I needed your help. Uh, Bayou Wild TV, we put up some billboards in the metropolitan New Orleans area that went up this week. We've got four rotating the digital billboards, and uh, it shows us with uh, Chef John Folds. I got a really good shot of uh, Martha Spencer, the co-host, with the, the big old crawfish. I think they're pretty well done. But anyway, I'd like to know how many people have seen it. If you've seen our billboard, text me at 878-SELL-ME and tell me you saw it, and also... Uh, what do you think about it? How do you like it? And where did you see it? Because, you know, we got a contest going on, too. If you go to our Facebook page and you uh, list that you saw the billboard and where it was, you'll be entered into a drawing for some great prizes. So check that out at BayouWildTV.com is the website. And we're also on Facebook, too. All right, when we come back after this, going to tell you how you can earn $9,000 reward money from the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries and others who care about our fish and game resources. Back to do that right after we pause 10 seconds to let our local stations tell you who they are and where they are along the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. In a case that has gone quite cold in nearly four years, see, Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries agents are still on the hunt for information regarding the killing of two endangered whooping cranes in Acadia Parish that occurred on May 20th of 2016. The birds were found off of Rain Road, uh, off of Rain, the town of Rain, off Highway 35 and Haynes Highway on that afternoon. Uh, the necropsy that was performed indicated both were shot. Uh, this has been an active investigation for almost two years. They do have some leads, but they need people to come forward to assist in this case. That is a quote from the Enforcement Division. Uh, they believe that there are people who can provide information leading to the arrest and conviction for the person or persons responsible for killing these whooping cranes. Now, over the years, you know, we've, we've had several of these happen. In fact, Louisiana leads the league in the killing, illegal killing of whooping cranes, and hopefully we can turn that around. But the reward money is being put forward by the Humane Society, believe it or not, $5,000, there's another $2,000 that the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries has received. Uh, the total of it between all of the agencies involved is about $9,000. It's being offered by conservation organizations and groups. And if you have information, if you know anything about this particular case, 
You can call the Operation Game Thief hotline at 800-442-2511. It's on your hunting or fishing license. Or they have a tip line. Uh, You can uh, text it at 847-411. That's at the LADWF Tips app. And uh, you can remain anonymous by reporting that. Over the years, we've released 125 whooping cranes since 2011, and they're tracking some 66. It's a wonderful bird. It's a great conservation comeback story. And unfortunately, when people do these type of things, it really puts a damper and throws a wrench into the whole restoration program. $9,000, remain anonymous. What could you do with nine grand? If you know anything about it, Contact Department of Wildlife and Fisheries. All right, we'll be back right after this and contact one Ryan Lambert, our Louisiana man. He's also a plastic man, man of steel. He's the uh, winner of a golf tournament, and he operates a harem, I mean a fishing lodge down in Buras. Back with Ryan Lambert right after this timeout. And here he is, the uh, star of the Bayou Wild TV cooking segment on this week's show, doing Redfish Ryan. There's just no end to your talents, Ryan. You know, they could actually call you <laughs> Chef Boyardee, man. You did a great job on that, that cooking segment. Well, they they named the road after me. You ever been on Chef Mentor? Yeah, yeah. Chef yeah, Boyardee, Chef Mentor. Huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Hey, did you catch any oh, fish this week, or did you uh, hibernate like a lot of folks did with all that rotten weather? We oh my God, I fished, I fished, I fly fished, we, I did everything. Now I'm hibernating. I'm up in Bentonville, Arkansas, for a wedding, <laughs> trying to get away from it. I tell you what, there's been a stretch of weather, hasn't it? Oh, well, you must have had somebody really wanted to fish bad to go out there on that day. Man, that was bad. Oh, yeah. And you know how it is. We got to go. I hadn't seen the sunlight except for when it's blowing 30 miles an hour <laughs> in three weeks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's been tough, but it is. You know, the boys still catching them, you know, with their shrimp and, and lot, you know, their bait techniques. You know, it doesn't matter. They're catching fish. They, 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 they will root them out no matter what. They are so good. You know, I got to. Give kudos to my guys. They are very good at finding those fish. <clears throat> it don't matter what the weather conditions are. It seems like they're going to go out and catch them. So, so how did the fly fishing trip go? Did they consider it a success? Yeah, when you see as many fish as we see, but, you know, it's very difficult, you know, when it's blowing or if it's worse shed, if it's, uh, if it's cloudy and you can't see them. Shoot, last week, one day we must have threw at a hundred, over 100 fish. So anytime you get that kind of that kind of targets, I mean that's a success fly fishing, and you catch a few of them. It, it's it's a different game. It's not like you're trying to limit out. It's trying you're just trying to catch them. So they're they're always happy catching a few of the fish. You know, if you I've seen as many as eighty caught in a day on the fly, but I've seen as many as one, and people still be happy because they had shots. It's a very difficult sport. A lot of people think they can do it, and they they really can't. Um, you got to put the fly in front of the fish. They're not going to run up and get it like uh, if you're fishing a river or a stream and you're flying, you know, just drifting down the, the river and the fish will come up and take it. It's just, it's just not like that. You have to see the fish and you have to present the bait right in front of them. So, you know, they understand that. They, that's what they know when they come. So everybody, you know, fly fishing, catch one. Fly fishing for reds is pretty tough, but man, speckle trout. How, how? I mean, you really can't even hardly schedule a trip for that because it's so difficult. But I'm sure you got people that want to do it. What's your approach well, to fly fishing for specs? 
uh, I'll find I'll find a reef that they're sitting on and take a big clouser or something and throw up there. And you're blind casting at that point unless you see some birds certain times of the year. But you can do it. I mean, it's no different than blind casting a rod and reel. Just go to where the trout are and throw a, a mm-hmm. nice nice fly that, that mimics the bait or shrimp, and, and they'll bite. I mean, I've caught many of them, but right now, you know, you have to wait till late April for them to come out those winter haunts and get to where they own those reefs again. Right now, they they kind of deep. If you can find deep water in Buras, it's very difficult to find deep water because all the marsh died and filled up all the holes. But, <clears throat> you know, historically, it was very easy, but not, not anymore. You know, one of the spots I was thinking about that would be good for that um, is the Breton Island. You know, in probably another 30 days or more, depending on the weather we get, uh, the redfish will kind of move off of those islands and the trout will show up out there. And they show up pretty thick when they're there, and a lot of people will fish them from the surf. So you could fly fish it in that fashion, or you could do it from the boat. Have you ever tried fly fishing at the island out there? Yeah, you know, we fish bullheads out there, too. <clears throat> And you, you can wait around. I don't like to wait because, you know, it just don't seem right to bring a hundred thousand dollar boat out to the island and jump out and start walking around. <laughs> jump out of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you can do it out the boat. You know, if, if, a lot of people they want to fly fish reds. There's not a lot of them that ask to catch trout, but if they do, we can do that. That's no problem. But like you said, those fish will start showing up sometime in April out there. Right now it's just bull reds, <clears throat> but they'll start showing up in April, and there's a game on. You know, it's just those yeah. big trout come out the depths. You know, they spend the winter offshore, and the smaller ones will spend the winter inside. But, you know, it used to be when Yellow Cotton Bay was a viable, you know, they were getting all that grass, that aquatic vegetation. You could catch four or five pounders pretty regular. But, uh, oh, what a fishery that was that we lost. Yeah. <laughs> it makes well, me sick to think about it. You're getting a lot of well, feedback on the speckled trout issue? Yeah, yeah, it's quite a, becoming a hot issue, and it's going to get even hotter. Everybody's got an opinion, and, you know, the Department <clears throat> of Wildlife and Fisheries is trying to keep it under control and present the information as best they can. And the status, the, the stage it's at right now is three more public hearings, and the public hearing information is given to the commissioners, and then there'll be a, a, a proposal that goes forth called the Notice of Intent, public will get a chance to comment on that goes through senate oversight and then back to the commission if it's approved and then they'll take a final vote on it and modify it if they want so we're down the road before we actually see anything presented and then even further before regulations change but i would say probably around october we may see a change in in the fishing regulations yeah. and what that'll yeah, be it's anybody's guess it looks to me from what i heard at the meeting the other night and what i've been seeing people are leaning to uh a little bit larger size limit, maybe a 14-inch, and cutting back on the on the daily crail limit a little bit, which really not going to have much impact because, as the, the science shows, most people are not catching limits anyway. I mean, one thing everybody right. agrees on, speckled trout fishing is not what it used to be, and there's a lot of varied reasons for it, but the one that they think they can control the best and bring the species back is by, you know, leaving 20% more fish in the water to breed and increasing the age size of the fish that are out there. Because right now we got a lot of small fish, but that's, that's it. There's not many, uh, two, uh, even three year old fish are older out there anymore. Well, you know, if you, if you look at the data after 2010, we crashed and, and what happened in 2010, but the oil spill, and I know I'm on the water every day. I know what happened. You know, it's just 
we had that crash, and then that freeze of 16, we had a crash, but they can't control that, so that's out of their, right, their right. realm, so they just don't even acknowledge it. But, you know, I would like to see that 14 most probably with 15 fish, but you, I don't think we can do a slot because if the mortality, let's say, is 25%, and you measure them on the small side, and then you start measuring them on the big side, then the mortality is going to jump way up because you're measuring. Yeah, there's not much. Slots, you know? I didn't see much support for the slot limit, but uh, they say no. that at 14 inches, you can leave it at 25 and still achieve a 20% increase in the amount of fish that are left there. And if they do that for a five-year period, the stock will be safe yeah. again. It will be restored. So, yeah. you know, way. Not either that you're going to catch 25, 14-inch, but – you know, it's, the opportunity is there you, if you, if you, you know, happen to get it. a year or two, you know, it just takes yeah. a year. I mean, uh, 11, 11 inch fish is nine months old, so it's yeah. uh, they'll they'll grow that in a year, an extra year. You know, out of twelve inches will be fourteen inches. So, you know, it's it's no biggie if you're not catching now. What the heck if we don't catch them for a year? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I've, exactly. I've been struggling since two thousand ten on on the west side of the river. And, you know, there's no diversion there. There's no fresh water there, and there's no fish there. You know, you, you just you can pinpoint it all the way back to the oil spill. I think we lost quite a few years of spawn, you know, after the oil spill for whatever reason, whatever was in the water. You know, that's the only thing I can pinpoint because I saw it happen. So <clears throat> we'll <Yep>. see. <laughs> well, at least they're doing something about it, which is more than I can say for what they're doing for Louisiana's poor duck seasons. You know, there's got to be something oh, done about that. That's, well, we got to do something. That's terrible. That's another again, subject. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, but it needs to be tackled right now. Now's the time to mm-hmm. tackle all the duck yeah, issues yeah, before exactly. next duck season if you can. So exactly. we'll just keep. Well, look, keep enjoy your stay that. up there in Arkansas, okay? Have a good It'll time up buddy. there. We'll too. All right, we'll see you when you get back. Great time down there. Keep warm. (laughs) It's Mardi Gras. See you later. (laughs) All right, buddy. There he goes, Ryan Lambert, CajunFishingAdventures.com. Got a great website. Had a lot of additions to it lately. All right, coming back after this, uh, we're going to wrap it up, tell you what's coming up on More Outdoors, if you're going to be sticking around, and I'll get to some of your text messages coming in at 870-870, right here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, got text messages coming in. This one, uh, a text from Tex. He's in the Smokies where it's 20 degrees, got 12 to 18 inches of snow on the hill. He put a pot of chili on the wood stove. Good idea. Uh, Kim and Thibodeau wants to know, just as we have other seasons for game, why not fishing seasons? Well, that has been talked about, but it's not very popular because if you shut it down, uh, great loss to the economic part of it, the, the marinas and the bait sales and the sporting goods. Uh, will pretty much be shut down during those times. So rather than do that, uh, maybe lower limits and uh, lower, uh, bigger size limits would keep it going for 12 months a year. I hear someone that has a a German short hair pointer. Got to get rid of it due to the daughter is allergic. If I know anyone who might want him, he's eight months old. If you're interested in a a German short hair pointer, which I have had a number of them and got a couple of them now, great hunting dogs, uh, text me your phone number and I'll put them in touch with you. Uh, Justin the Duck Guy checking in. Thanks, Justin. Uh, Here's one thanking us about the announcement about Monica's Fish Fry Fundraiser. That was down in Lafitte. It was a big success. Uh, Here's someone uh, talking about my disappointment of not seeing any young people at the public hearing for the speckled trout. says, Don, us younger people really working hard and exhausted. I wanted to go to the meeting. I believe in raising the size limit and lowering the quantity to improve the stock. Well, us old people, we worked hard longer, and we're probably more exhausted. 
I know what you mean. It's tough to be everywhere and do everything. Uh, here's Mike. He's 25 years old. He missed a meeting in gray because of work. Uh, me and Mike Gallo, he says, are right. His generation would do better watching online. If you know the link to the video, provide it on your website. Just go to Department of Wildlife and Fisheries website. You'll find it there. It says speckled trout management, a hot issue, and you can uh, watch the, the video presentation to the commission. All right, uh, here's one that says, uh, will we ever change the redfish size or creel limit? With the loss of habitat, fewer speckled trout, increase in number of guides, redfish are getting slaughtered. Not according to the best science, redfish stocks are healthy. Uh, someone saw a billboard I-10 close to the dome. Another one finally got to see Captain Ryan Lambert, what he looks like on Bayou Wild TV this week. And then someone reminding us everyone can size up their own trout limit and don't have to wait for the government to tell them what to release. Uh, in an ideal world, that would work. want to welcome in young Emma LeCocq. Born yesterday, watching her first Bayou Wild TV show today and listening to her first Don Dubuque radio show. That is the newest daughter of uh, Chris LeCocq, a photographer editor. We'll see you next week. Tune in, radio.com. More outdoors coming up next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.